Hello, and welcome to Knock Off Drinks with a Difference. I'm your host, Amy Armstrong, passionate non-alcoholic expert and sober socialite. Grab your favourite glass of non-alcoholic wine and join me on the couch for a chat about all things alcohol-free. So I'm emerging today rather gracefully in a beautiful hotel room in sunny Sydney from the cloud of the deepest, darkest doom of influenza. So both Violet and I were very, very unwell last week and in bed just on our backs for for seven days. We watched an awful lot of television. I've watched an awful lot of Disney movies, but um, we survived and, you know, we'll get through it. But it did have me thinking uh, actually while I was unwell about all the times when I was drinking, when I would ignore the fact that I was unwell and and drink. And it, it made me think a lot about that feeling of, you know, when you are feeling a bit rotten and then you have a drink because you know it's going to make you feel better and then you can kind of forget the fact that you're unwell and keep drinking and feel okay and feel really good and feel fine and then have to wake up the next day and not only deal with the fact that you drank all the alcohol but also the fact that you're actually still sick and you're probably worse off now than you were before and it's just one of those one of the many 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 funny nasty little tricks that that alcohol plays on us it it makes you feel invincible really doesn't it when you're not at all and it can I guess put you in situations where you are doing things that you probably shouldn't be doing like when you should be resting and looking after your body you're poisoning it and pushing on by drinking so that was my little past life reflection of just yeah loading up on cold and flu tablets and drinking through the sickness because oh once you've had one (laughs) you feel so much better one thing I did have pop into my inbox this week was an inquiry from a woman who has been uh, trying to find a good red wine replacement and really really struggling Uh, so she was like, oh, I need your help. I need you to tell me what to buy. Um, I've tried this and I've tried this and it hasn't hit the spot. And her, I've tried this and I've tried this were unfortunately some of the best non-alcoholic red wines on the market. And I was like, okay, well, you're probably not going to get much better than that. We're, let's take a step back for a second. What can you tell me about yourself first? Firstly, are you still drinking? Yes. Okay. Well, that's a massive red light for me. Um, Not necessarily in terms of if you're still drinking, you're not going to have a good non-alcoholic drink experience. But the fact that you are still drinking is going to alter your perception of the non-alcoholic drink and and I think this is particularly important when you come down to look at red wines my non-alcoholic journey began with a search for a great non-alcoholic red wine replacement Uh, and when I did start that that journey two years ago the non-alc scene was totally different like there was hardly anything on the market I think I began with like a Carl 
Carl Jung, de-alcoholized Merlot, uh, some really, really, I don't know, Edenvale, McWiggins, some really, really nasty, nasty options. And I think having them and saying, oh, red wine, non-alcoholic red wine is no good was probably a fair call in that in that time. Um, but what I have <laughs> what I have luckily learned along the way is that just because you've stopped drinking alcohol or you are trying a non-alcoholic red wine while you still have that picture of real red wine in your head and in your palate, um, the the two are not gonna be close i mean red red, alcoholic red wine is so robust and it's so reliant on the alcohol to really carry the flavor to fill the mouth so much of the profile is reliant on the alcohol and when you strip that out obviously it's going to be lacking um when you taste something that's had the alcohol stripped back no matter how it is it is done, it is going to be lacking that. So trying to compare the two is really not fair on non-alcoholic red wine in the first place. So my 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 tip, I guess, for going in to a non-alcoholic wine for the first time is that you do need to be open-minded. You're not going to get a hundred percent like for like replacement because you don't have the alcohol there. And 14% alcohol is a lot of alcohol. Like that's a that's a really strong flavor profile that is not going to be there. So first hot tip is to measure your expectation. Um, the second thing that you've got to understand is that if you are still drinking alcohol or if you were close, if you've stopped drinking alcohol but it, it wasn't that long ago, your taste buds have not had a chance to to adjust yet. Um, It does take quite a long time for your taste buds to come back to life because essentially by ingesting alcohol, you are killing your taste buds. So those poor little things, they're on your tongue going, they're just deadened all the time by by alcohol. They're deadened and they're numbed, just like your emotions and your heart. Um, and they take time to kind of come back to life and to regenerate. So if you're still, you know, enjoying alcohol on a regular basis, but trying to incorporate non-alc, you've kind of got to understand that you're coming at it from a different perspective as to say me, who hasn't had alcohol for two years and has a, a mouthful of very vibrant and alive taste buds. My taste has changed dramatically in the last two years because because of that and because your taste changes with experience. Um, That's another thing that you've got to bear in mind, like where are your taste buds at? What what flavour experiences are you used to having? Like I think it's kind of like if you were a really, really into curries, if you were having curries all the time, you love a good hot curry, you can handle lots of chili. And then for some reason, for two years, you didn't have any chili in your diet. And two years later, you jump back in and tried to have that same amount of chili. It's not going to work for you. You're going to have to like build back up to that. And that, that chili is going to be quite a shock to you. The same thing for me now, like if I have the teeniest little sip of, of alcoholic wine, that to me tastes like poison. 
like um, with no word of a lie, like no exaggeration. It is like disgusting, disgusting poison. All I can taste is the rocket fuel, the booze, the ethanol. I can't taste any of the joyful wine flavors that I love and enjoy so much in my non-alcoholic wine because they're just completely bombarded and covered and yeah, ruined <laughs> by the ethanol. So my experience there is very different again to um, this lady who was still drinking alcohol and then having a non-alcoholic wine and expecting it to be the same thing. So that's a, that's a big one to keep in mind is if you are jumping on board with non-alc, you've got to think about where your taste buds are at in relation to, you know, how you're treating them. Um, the other thing to remember specifically with, with reds, and I think to a degree with the still white non-alcoholic wines as well, is that they need to breathe. Do not open a bottle of non-alcoholic red wine and pour it and drink it because you're not going to have the greatest experience. These wines need to be oxidized. I open my wine a good like six hours or so before I want to drink them, decant it if you want to be super fancy or get one of those little like nozzly things so you can decant your wine through that and aerate it. These benefits so greatly from getting that air in them. Uh, like you wouldn't, you, you, could, you could taste the same wine um, fresh out of the bottle and decanted six hours ago and you would have a totally different experience that, Air really opens them up so much. So that is such a big tip for me is making sure that you give your wine that time to, to mature and open up. The same goes for the whites. I think they um, they definitely need that time to open up, but they also need to not be like fridge cold. Fridge cold, I think, can stifle the flavors a little bit you're better off actually getting them out of the fridge a little bit of time like five minutes or so before you actually want to serve them because if they're too chill you're not going to get them the full mouth flavor of the non-alcoholic white wine so you yeah best off getting your non-alcoholic white wine out of the fridge before you want to drink it oh bubbles you non-alcoholic sparkling bubbles you are better off drinking that out of a wide rim glass than a flute. So if you've got your champagne flute, get rid of it. It's, it's redundant now. If, you, if you're not going to be drinking actual champagne or pet nat wine, then get rid of it. Because if you're drinking carbonated sparkling wine, you want an open rim glass you want to give those chance the chance for those little bubbles to escape a little bit. Give them you just got to let the fizz get escape a little bit. Otherwise, it's just going to be really, really intensely carbonated and not as nice a bead for you. So a nice big prosecco glass or a um, a Venus breast little you know wide rim glass is the way to go for your non-alcoholic sparkling wines. Uh, so there, that's, I think they're my, they're my hot tips. Measure your expectations. 
and be open-minded about what you are going to be drinking. Not saying like you have to lower your expectations, just be aware of them. The, the, the quality of what is on the market now is so incredible and you can have such a great experience, but you just need to have the education piece there and be aware that you are not drinking alcohol. You're not going to have the same experience as drinking a, you know, a glass of pepper jack Shiraz. It's never going to happen. But there are some wines that are really getting so close to that, like the Naughty Syrah, the Next Destination Barossa Shiraz, the Plus and Minus Premium Shiraz. They are all incredible. And, yeah, I'm enjoying the hell out of them coming into this winter season. Why am I in Sydney? I am in Sydney for Wine Pilot's very exciting non-alcoholic wine awards, which is being held here at Kitty Hawk in Sydney tonight. I've been invited by Plus and Minus Wines to attend the evening, which is such a privilege, and I thank them for, for bringing me up here. What a coup to have a, an organisation like Wine Pilot recognise that non-alcoholic wine is in a place now in Australia where it deserves to have its own awards ceremony. I, to be honest, I do not know who has entered. I do not know. Um, so I do not know who's going to be winning or anything like that, but I am so excited to be able to be a part of it and find out who's, who's taking home all the, all the medals and, and, what the judges meet some of the judges and find out what they what they think about what the standard there is and where they're coming at this from in terms of a natural wine industry perspective I think it's going to be really really interesting but it is all super positive so good that non-alcoholic wine is being real uh, recognized and validated in this super awesome way by the wine industry here in Australia um you know as and and as is is happening all around the world i mean there's a reason why i'm going to to london next month and that's that's because the same thing is happening there that non-alcoholic um is being viewed as a legitimate category and it's it's super exciting so i'm going to head off now and enjoy my day in the sun in sydney i'm going to take it easy and rest and not push through like I would have in the past with <laughs> by drinking and pretending like I wasn't sick um so yeah cheers to you I'm going to enjoy some great glasses of non-alcoholic wine tonight that courtesy of plus and minus which is lovely to be able to go to an event and know that there are going to be options there and I'll see you soon cheers